Heavenly Father Yahweh, we come humbly before you this evening to uh, study out your your word and your thoughts that you've given us. Um, just help us meditate on this, Father. Help us to to just seal it within our heart. And um, we know that your knowledge is not our knowledge, Father. So we just pray that you'll reveal things to us that we haven't seen before um, so that we can share this knowledge with, with other people. And and uh, sorry, guys, I got a cough on. I don't know where I got this cough at. <sighs> Father, thank you for this wonderful Sabbath that you blessed us with. Uh, the weather was beautiful today. Um, Father, I just want to pray that there's a lot of division in the world and that we could just oust those spirits and, and, and send them far away from us so that all your children can can come back together and and search your word out together and and that's that really means a lot to me. Um, I just want to pray for all the brothers and sisters that are away tonight and and I want to pray that they they find their way to us and us to them and that we can stop the spirit of division. And we pray all these things through your son, Yeshua, high priest and king. Amen. Amen. Sorry, y'all. I got a call. Shalom, Josh, by the way. Shalom. How you doing, brother? Not bad. Just taking care of kids. I heard that. All right, so let me pull up. What version shall I read out of? I guess I could read out of... What version would everyone want to hear out of tonight? The French version. Okay, good. You pick up, like, reading it in Latin. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will be reading out of DTS 2009 then. Since someone's speaking up, it's my preferred. Stop me if y'all see um, a commandment. Y'all might. If anyone hears a commandment that's been given, stop the study so that we can examine it. And also, um, if y'all have any questions on the way, just bring it up. So if it's something in depth, save it for the end, please. That way we can go deeper into it. So maybe you can write down your question as we're going through it. And we can come back to it. All right. Does that sound fair to everyone? That way there's no, that way, because some people might just be here to hear the Torah portion. And then maybe they just want to listen. So. Don't want to take that time away from them. All right. Genesis chapter 12. And Yahweh said to Abram, Go yourself out of the land from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I show you. And I shall make you a great nation and bless you and make your name great. 
and you shall be a blessing. And I shall bless those who bless you, and curse him who curses you. And in you all the clans of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram left, and Yahweh had commanded him. And Lot went with him, and Abram in seventy-five years was I'm sorry, Abram was seventy-five years when he set out from Haran. <coughs> sorry. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the beings whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they came to the land of Canaan, and Abram passed through the land of the place of Shechem, as far as the Terebinth tree of Morah. At, at that time, the Canaanites were in the land, and Yahweh appeared to Abram and said, To your seed I give you this land. And he built there a slaughter place to Yahweh, who had appeared to him. And from there he moved to the mountain east of Bethel, El, and I'll say that. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And he built their slaughter place to Yahweh and called the name of Yahweh, called on the name of Yahweh. And Abram set out continually toward the south, and a scarcity of food came to be in the land. And Abram went down to Mitzrayim to dwell there, for the scarcity of food was severe in the land. And it came to be when he was close to entering Mitzrayim that he said to Sarai, his wife, "See, I know that you are beautiful, a beautiful woman." to look at, and it shall be when the Mizraites see you, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they shall kill me, but let you live. Please say you are my sister, so that it shall be well with me for your sake, and my life be spared because of you. And it came to be, when Abram came to enter Metzurim, that the Mizraites Mystery, Mishraites, sorry, they messed me up, saw the woman that she was very beautiful. And Pharaoh's officials say, they saw her and praised her before Pharaoh. And the, women, the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. And he treated Abram well for her sake. And he had sheep and cattle and male donkeys and male female servants and female donkeys and camels. But Yahweh plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this you have done to me? Why did you not inform me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? And so I was going to take her for my wife. Look, here is your wife. Take her and go. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Chapter 13. And Abram went up from Mitzurim 
and to the south, and he and his wife and all that he had, and the lot with him. I mean, and lot with and the lot. Sorry, and lot with him. And Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. And in, by the way, if I'm saying that name wrong, Dustin, please correct me. Because I probably might be. Um, between Bethel and Ai. To place to the place of the slaughter place, which he had made there at first. And then, I mean, and there Abram called on the name of Yahweh. Now Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell there, I mean, dwell together. For their possessions were great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen and Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. And at that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt in the land. Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. It's not all the land... Is the not all the land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his, lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Yarden. That is that it was well watered everywhere before Yahweh destroyed Sodom and Amorah. Like the garden of Yahweh, the, like the land of Mesherim, as you go toward to Sor, what is that? To Sor. It's Sor. Sor. Like Sor and Sodom. But what what is that though in English? I think just say Sor. Hang on. I'm curious. I'm trying to get used to this. I want to learn this version. I get used to it. No R. Usually, when you see a TS together, it's pronounced like a Z, kind of. So it's Thor, but it's well, yeah. That makes. And you said it right. It's Bethel. Bethel. Okay. I wasn't sure. It's weird how they have the letters broke up like that and stuff. I agree. <laughs> All right. And Lot chose for himself all the plain of Yarden, and Lot moved east. Thus they separated from each other, Abram dwelling in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelling in the cities on the plain, and pitched his tent as far as Sodom. But the man of Sodom were evil and sinned before Yahweh exceedingly so. And after Lot had separated from him, Yahweh said to Abram, Now lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which you see i shall give to you and your seed forever and i shall make your seed as far as the dust of the earth i mean as the dust of the earth so that if a man could count the dust of the earth 
then your seed also could be counted. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees and the Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built a slaughter place there to Yahweh. Does anybody want to bring anything up? Let's go into the rest of your chapters. I like this next one. Did that? Was doesn't um in the other versions count the stars? Or does it say that in the other one? I think that was told to Jacob. Jacob. It might. Hang on. What was that? The dust of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jacob is the one that was told if you can count the stars. Either that, or it tells that says it to him again. Anybody else got anything? Dad, are you awake? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was curious in how Pharaoh knew that that was Abraham's wife and that he knew the curses were coming from God. Yeah. Oh. Was he, yeah. uh, was he a believer? It seems that way because he... He didn't. Continue. He wasn't like the other pharaoh. Where he hardened his heart, right? Because there were there were good pharaohs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the one with Joseph. He was a good pharaoh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first one with Joseph, I should say. And then when, <laughs> and then when Canaan like had their wars with Egypt, they would just take over the leadership and. <clears throat> They would just be called pharaohs, that's all. And he did say stars to Abram. It's in uh, chapter 15. We're going to read it next. That's just like the title, like president. I mean, you might yeah. have a good, bad president. All right. Yep. We've got a bunch of bad ones. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. That's all. Yeah, I think that he was definitely following him because he had to have to know to even know those things too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And what we were saying? Oh, I thought my dad was about to say something else. Oh. No, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. All right, chapter fourteen. And it came to be in the days of Amraphel, sovereign of Shinar, Ariok, sovereign of Eleazar. Is this saying that right? I hope so. Uh, oh, God. Kedor Love Amar, I think it's the sovereign of Elim, El Elim and Tidal, sovereign of Goim. That they fought against Bera, sovereign of Sodom, and Bershara, sovereign of Amara, Shinab, sovereign of Adama, and Shimabar, sovereign of Tesob 
Bullion and the Sovereign of Bella, that is Zovar. All these joined together in the Valley of Siddim, and that is the Salt City. Twelve years they serve Kedor Lamar, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled, and in the fourteenth year Kedor that the sovereigns that were with him came and struck Raphaim and Ashter. I mean Ashteroth. Yeah, Ashteroth. Yeah, Kor. Naaman. Corneen. Okay. What are, you, what are you doing, dog? Names. And the Zuman and Ham and the Edomites and Emites and Shaul. I mean, Shaul. Shaul. Catherine. I think that's how you said it. I don't know. That's a lot of names. And the Horites and their mountain of Cedar. As far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness, and they turned back and came to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and struck all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who dwelt in Hattason Tamar, and the sovereign of Sodom, and the so- sovereign of Amora. And the sovereign of Adama, and the sovereign of Teshabim, um, and the sovereign of Bela, that is Zor, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim against Kedolomar, sovereign of Elim, and Tidal, and sovereign of Goim, and Af, I mean Amr. Raphael, sovereign of Shinar, and Aryak, sovereign of Eleazar, four sovereigns against five, and the valley of Siddim had many tar pits, and the sovereigns of Sodom and Amora fled and fell there, and the remainder, the remainder fled to the mountains, and they took all the goods of Sodom and Amora, and all their food, and went away. And they took Lot, Abram's brothers, sons, and dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and left. And one had escaped, and came and informed Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Enur, and they had a covenant with Abram. And when Abram heard that that his brother was taken captive, he armed 318 trained servants who who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. That's where the movie 300 really came from. Anyways, and he and his servants divided against them by night and struck them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is in the left of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his his brother Lot and his goods as well as the women and the people 
and after his return from the striking of Kedormar and the sovereigns who were with him, the sovereign of Saddam came out to meet him at the valley of Shawah, that is the sovereign's valley, and Mount, I don't know how to say that word, Maltikskik, sovereign of Chelem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was the priest of the Most High El, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High El, possessor of the heavens and earth, and blessed be the Most High El, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. And the sovereign of Saddam said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the sovereign of Saddam, I have lifted my hand to Yahweh, the Most High El, the possessor of the heavens and earth, not to take a thread or a sandal strap or whatever is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten and the portion of the men who went with me, Hanar, Eshkel, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. That so was two things. One, it's Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. That's the word that you. That's the last word you have problems with. This book is a deck. Oh, okay, so it's just okay. It's just spelled really weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second of all, I never noticed, but it says sovereign of Goyim. That's literally sovereign of like the nations, sovereign of the pagans, like the non-believers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Goyim means um, nations. Pagan. I know that, but I've I've never I've never paid attention to the fact that it says right there sovereign of Goyim. Me either. <laughs> and it says it twice. I've never paid attention to that. And like I said, this is one of my favorite chapters because I like I like how Abram gets told, you know, hey, they took a lot, and then he's like, We're going to war, son. He gets all his people from his household and they go to war. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talks about the. Uh, uh, did it say something about the Zuzims and the the rough? Yeah. Talks about the Rephams and Astroth and the Zuzims and Ham and the Emims. This whole thing is about the giants and Nephilim and their different tribes and their wars against each other. Yeah. The Rephaim were considered some of the best. Rephaim means royalty. Yeah. So the royals, which, you know, often um, giants or Nephilim in general became royalty, but these were the royals of them. So they're pretty important as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the uh, the Astros is 
uh, Ishtar. Um, the city mentioned there is Astroth of the Horns, referring to a crescent moon. Yeah. The symbolism that they use and association with the city. Maybe had two hills. We don't know. But yeah, it's just a city. Tear down the Astroth poles. Yep. Yeah, very common deal. Um, it's there's ten different names for Ishtar throughout Scripture. Um, Astroth is a common one, um, but yeah, it's all the same thing. It's all the fertility goddess and what have you. Um, then yeah, it names Ham for some reason. I don't know why it says in Ham. The next city is the flat plain of the double city. I don't know, I just have all kinds of weird notes on here. Huh. Yeah, I think it was in <clears throat> Exodus 34, 13. It was talking about, it says, but you shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. Huh. Cut down the Asherim, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do y'all think Mel uh, Melchizedek is? It'd be Shem. I've heard that. I don't have a stance on that. <laughs> I, I, I'm like looking at the Greek Septuagint, how they have all the generations they're off, you know. Um, Shem could have lived that long. Long enough to see Abraham. Well, that'd be pretty cool, though. I don't roll it out. I just don't. I don't have a stance. I can't say yes or no. I do know that he's called King of uh, Peace. Salem means peace. It's, it's where we get Shalom. Yep. A lot of people like to put Yeshua right there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> no, it's um, it's just a king of righteousness, king. You know, the title was given to him by. If you think about it, like it had to be somebody in that lineage. It says, it says in here on the Strong's, it says, "King of Right." It says Melchizedek, an early king in Palestine. Yep. There's only two KJV occurrences. Well, I'm saying it would have to be somebody in that lineage, you know, of the bloodline. So in order for was, him to be in order for him to be going to them like that. In order for Abram to be going to him like that, I, I could see that. Because you know, Abraham 
he would have learned under, you know, it's like Shem learned under Noah, Noah learned under um, Enoch, you mm. know, Seth learned under Adam. Like, they all, like, are being taught down the line of this faith, you know, because there's always the remnant. I agree with that, too. You know, until they, until they go astray after King Solomon's time and utterly corrupt themselves. Yeah, I've always wondered it. I've always thought it was Shem, though. Because he was Noah's good son. <laughs> he was he was the good son. <laughs> I think he received the uh the firstborn blessing. So when he, he was the oldest, yeah. And we don't have a lot of information on the Melchizedek priesthood. Mm -hmm. And we have it in Psalm, what is it, Psalm 2? Let's see. I think it is Psalm 2. Yes. So, oh, so yeah. No, that's not it. Where is that? Um, does anybody know where that is? You're talking about where it talks about Salem? No, it talks about Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Uh, it says your order is a... Oh, that's Psalm 110. That's what it is. Psalm, Psalm 110.1, I think. Yes, it says the Lord has sworn in verse four, the Lord has sworn and will not print. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So it's a it's a priestly order, you know, it's a it's not a Levitical order. A priest. I think in this instance it's just somebody named King of Righteousness. Yeah. yeah. There's many kings that were called King of this, King of that, usually very positive things, even if they were pretty wicked kings. They had some pretty impressive titles and what have you. That were either, you know, they're generally given to them later on, so they changed their name kind of thing, or that was just the name that they went by, but I feel like if it was anybody more important, they would have had some more notes on it. Right. It's like uh, what it says in theology. Like you weren't, you didn't have to be born to it. Like you do a Levite. Right. You know, it was a title given to you. Right. From those times. So, yeah, I mean, they, they tend to have notes in this passage. Pretty often, where they'll mention a city, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's this place." 
but yeah. they're not giving any notes on this guy. So, oh, well, he was the king of Salem, except for he was priest of the Most High. Yep, he was a king and a priest. Yep. So that's the only note that they they put in there. Would Would y'all um now Job? Um, he was a king, and he I, wasn't he also a priest too. Uh, many kings did priestly duties and what have you. Uh, it wasn't uncommon to have the king do priestly duties, even if they weren't the high king or the high priest or acting as high priest, I should say. Right. Uh, that was never a permanent. We see um, Solomon do this a lot. Yeah, that's true. He stood on a thousand hills. <laughs> He's like, sure, you can go make sacrifices everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's... Sweet. Right. Check After these events, the word of Yahweh came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward is exceedingly great. And Abram said, Master Yahweh, what would you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is... El Eliezer of Damascus. Eliezer, okay. Says the weird name. Eliezer. Yep. Says it differently in here. Yeah. I do it way it broke up for me. Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, See, you have given me no seed. And see, one born in my house is my heir. And see, the word of Yahweh came to him, saying, The one is not your heir, but he who comes from your own body is your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look, now toward the heavens, and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to them, So are your seed. And he believed in Yahweh, and he reckoned it to him for righteousness. And he said to him, I am Yahweh, who brought you out of your, your kasdem, what it says, to give, to give you the land to inherit it. And he said, Master Yahweh, whereby do I, do I know that I have possessed it? And he said to him, bring me three, a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took all these to him, and cut them in the middle, and placed them half opposite of the other, but did not cut the birds. And the birds of prey came down and on the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. And it came to be, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, 
that see a frightening great darkness fell upon him. And he said to Abram, Know for certain that your seed are to be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them four hundred years. But the nation whom they serve, I am going to judge, and afterward let them come out with a great possessions with great possessions. Now as far as you you are to go to your fathers in peace, you are to be buried at a good old age. Then in the fourth generation they shall return here. For the crookedness of the Amorites is not yet complete. And it came to be when the sun went down and it was dark, that dark that see a smoking oven and a burning torch passing between those pieces. On the same day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abram, saying, I have given you this land to your seed from the river of Mesurim to the great river, the river of Rades, with the Canaanite. Was that right? No, Canaanite. Um, what does it say in English, guys? Canaanite. What chapter are you on? Sorry. Um, verse, um, chapter 15, verse 19. Canaanite, yeah, okay. And the Canaanite and the Canaanite, Canaanite, and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Raphmine and the Amorite and the Canaanite and the and the Canaanite and the Girgashite and the Yebushite. Anybody got anything for that chapter? Apparently, uh, Jethro was a Canaanite. That's all I got. Interesting. Okay. Jethro was a Canaanite. I just want to, I just want to point out that. All of this is expanded on in Jubilee. True that. <laughs> and then also, <clears throat> because of that, we see that uh, further along in the story there, they knew <laughs> what was going to be happening to them. They knew of these prophecies. This is why they make the statement, surely, surely the Israelites will have their eyes set on Canaan. So, Jubilees is a good read. Yep. I think everybody in this chat's read it. <laughs> I read parts of it. Yeah, you never finished it, sir. I've not. We read it together. No, we'll beat you. Yeah. <laughs> reference to Jubilees. All right. Well, there you go. What Abraham was doing, like not dividing the bird and stuff like that. Jubilees 14.9. Uh, this would have been Shavuot, Feast of Weeks. Yeah. 
Yes. I have to go back and look at all the sacrifices on that. Okay. that earlier whenever it says Abraham gave a tenth of everything, which is first fruits. Huh. It often mentions feasts without mentioning them. I've noticed that. You have to actually see what they're doing. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. Like when uh, they went down and was it Jacob offered old grain? Mm-hmm. For the uh, feast of Yep. Yeah, and it was accepted. Right. And that's more elaborated in Jubilee's here. Yeah. Huh. Definitely want to do this for sure. Okay. Chapter 16. And Sarah, Abram's wife, had born him no child, and she had a Mitzrayan female servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, See, Yahweh has kept me from bearing children. Please go into my female servant. It might be that I am built up by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai, and Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her female servant, the Mishrenan, and have and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, and he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my female servant into your bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. Let Yahweh judge between you and me. And Abram said to Sarai, See, your female servant is in your hand. Do to her what is good in your eyes. And Sarai treated her harshly, and she fled from her presence. And the messenger of Yahweh found her by a spring of the water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to shore. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's female servant, that where have you come from? And where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of Sarai, my mistress. And the messenger of Yahweh said to her, Return to your mistress and humble yourself under her head, her hand. And the messenger of Yahweh said to her, I am going to increase your seed greatly, too numerous to be counted. And the messenger of Yahweh said to her, See, you are conceiving and bearing a son, and shall call his name Yeshamel, because Yahweh has heard your affliction. And he is to be a wild man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and dwell over 
and dwell over against all his brothers. And she called the name of Yahweh, who spoke to her, You are the El who sees. For she said, Even here have I seen after him who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Laheroi. Laheroi. See, it is between Kadesh and Bered. I mean, yeah, I think Bered, I think it says. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son, whom, I mean, whom Hagar bore, Yishmael. And Abram was 86 years old, and when Hagar bore Yishmael to Abram. Sorry. I really want to get used to this version because I like this version a lot more. I like it too. Uh, so the well is called the well of him that liveth and seeth me. Uh, Ishmael uh, literally means God. Or hang on. God shall hear. Yeah, God shall hear. Those are just notes there. Still no commands yet. That just sounds petty to me. Yeah. How are you gonna how you gonna tell your man because you can't have a husband? All right, well go get this woman pregnant. Then he gets that woman pregnant. Well that's not fair. That's petty. And now what are you <laughs> gonna do to her? Like how? Petty. I'm gonna throw that out there. It sounds like Well, I wanna point out that all of that contention and everything happened because they chose their own understanding rather than listening and having faith in the Father. Mm -hmm. So it was a cursor. Being petty's not cool, though. Anyways. <clears throat> well, it's just like with anything else, you know, you make a bad decision and there's consequences of it and you know Sarah and and uh, Abraham took it a, upon themselves like you're saying you know to um, hurry up God's plan and their understanding and the fallout you know caused the the jealousy mm -hmm. because they took it upon themselves Very true. I mean, um, Sarah, Sarah, she was even a little, she laughs about when God says she would bore a child. Here, I think that's coming up next. That's why they named him Isaac. It means laughter. Yeah. I know that. Okay, I'm going to read 17. And it came to be when Abram was 99 years old, and Yahweh appeared to Abram and said to him, I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be perfect. And I give my covenant between me and you, and shall greatly increase you. And Abram fell on his face, and Elohim spoke to him, saying, Ask for me. Look, my covenant is with you. 
and you shall become a father of many nations. And no longer is your name called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, because I shall make you a father of many nations. And I shall make you exceedingly fruitful, and make nations of you, and sovereigns shall come from you. And I shall establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be Elohim to you and your seed after you. And I shall give to you and your seed after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of the Canaan, of Canaan as an everlasting possession. And I shall be their Elohim. And Elohim said to Abraham, as for you, heard my covenant and your seed after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you guard between me and you and your seed after you. Every male child among you is to be circumcised, and you shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall become a sign of the covenant between me and you. I want to pause for a second. So we know that covenant stack, right? So if Yahweh made a covenant with Noah saying he wouldn't flood the earth no more, he also made this covenant of circumcision. Also, this is a covenant that stands for generations because we know that all the covenants just stack and keep on going. So I just want to point that out. And the son, I mean, and a son on eight of eight days is to be circumcised by you and every male child in your generations. He who is born in your house or brought with silver or bought with silver from any foreigner who is not of your seed, he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your silver has to be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. So it's everlasting. And an uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh or his foreskin, his life shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And Elohim said to Abraham, As for Sarai and your wife, do not call her name Sarai, for Sarah is her name, and I shall bless her and also give you a son by her. And I shall bless her, and she shall become nations, sovereigns of peoples, are to be from her. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said, to, said in his heart, Is a child born to a man who is a hundred years old? Or is Sarah, who is ninety-nine years old, to bear a child? And Abraham said to Elohim, Oh, let Ishmael live before you. Ishmael, yeah, yeah. And Elohim said, No, Sarah, your wife, is truly bearing a son to you, and you shall call his name Yitzhak. And I shall establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. And as far as Ishmael, I have heard you. See, I shall bless him and shall make him fruitful and greatly increase him. He is to bring forth twelve princes, and I shall make him a great nation. But my covenant I establish with Isaac, 
and Sarah is to bear to you at this appointed time next year. Mm, he said appointed time. So is this around a feast? Uh, at this point in time next year, possibly. I don't know. Did we did we did we write down the the command of circumcision? Isaac is born on a feast day, though. Yes, that would make sense. Yeah, we do. We should write down circumcision. Which which feast day would that be? I think it would pass, or wouldn't it? And, and did you just did you read that Ishmael would be given he would um, be blessed with uh, the seed of 12 princes yeah mm -hmm. I was wondering the same okay. thing yep <laughs> so God God blessed Ishmael and in the book of Jubilees, Ishmael, he still hangs out with Abraham. Yeah, he was there as dead. Yeah. I want to know more about the 12 princes. But Christianity will have you that that's the Muslims. He's born yeah, I know. Does, does it talk about uh, the 12 princes and Jubilees? No. I don't recall the 12 prince. I know it just says the same thing that said before that, that he will be uh, a great nation will be born to him. Let's look more into that one. Never thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what do you I have no I have no idea, but it's a parallel to Isaac almost, and I want to know what it means. Yeah. Well, it's the same to me. To me, it's the same as when we get down to uh, Jacob and Esau. Mm hmm. You know, both of them have the birthright. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Birthright. But I was going to say, not like similar promises, but I don't know. They're both, they're both blessed just in different ways. And uh, Esau, the only reason that I think he gets upset is because he was supposed to get the greater blessing and he sees that, you know, basically he screwed that up because he sold his birthright for some lentil soup. <laughs> oh, plain. Man's, man's was hungry. <laughs> yeah, but there's a whole history there. For Ishmael, yeah, and I, and I would like to to learn more about it. Absolutely. My thing is though, is it twelve princes of like the same lineage, or is it twelve princes of like different nations, like twelve? I would kings I would think it would different. be twelve twelve princes. He's the father of. But why are they princes? How how did he have any type of title to produce princes? But I'm just saying there's a lot of questions there. 
Find out next time on Genesis <laughs> Stories. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, I mean, that is a good question. There's some new other research going on. What did you say, Micah? You got the research now to share with the class. Yeah. Oh, I'll be going down some holes. Definitely. <laughs> All right, that was the point. I'll be calling you from Egypt. I'm mean, sorry, that was the 19th commandment. <laughs> oh. So far, we have 19 commandments, guys. You still got some notes. Before Moses gave the law. Yep, I can. Let me tell you real quick. I'll go through real quick before I keep on reasoning. Number one, be fruitful and increase. Genesis one twenty eight. Number two, rule and subdue over all creatures. Genesis one twenty eight. Work and guard the garden. So we should work and guard the garden. Genesis two fifteen. Four, eat of every tree in the garden. Genesis two sixteen. Five, do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Obviously, somebody's on pot right now. Kind of the father. Two, 17. Six, uh, male shall leave, man shall leave mother and father and cleave to his wife. Genesis 2.24. Seven, bring forth children. In Genesis 3.16, that's for women. Um, eight, your desire is for your husband. That's for women also. Genesis 3.16. Nine, your husband rules over you. Genesis 3.16 for the women. Um, men and toil and toil you are to eat of it all the days of your life. Genesis three seventeen that's for men and Genesis twenty three is for men also. Eleven, um, and you should the plants of the field. This is for all. Genesis three eighteen. Twelve, by the sweat of your face, you are to eat bread until you return to the ground. That's Genesis three nineteen. On this next one, number 13 for the dust you are, and to the dust you shall, re you shall return. That's Genesis 319. Uh, I don't know if that's really a that's kind of just something we wrote down. Um, kind of is Genesis 14. I mean, I'm seeing number 14, uh, be clothed. That's 21. 15, bring offering of first fruit of. Ground, Genesis 4 3. Number 16, bring offering firstborn of the flock and the fat. Genesis 4 4. And then number 17, do good and don't sin. Genesis 4 7. 18, be your brother's keeper. Genesis 4 8 through 10. And this last one, circumcise your son on the eighth day. Genesis 17 12 through 13. What was your 11 again? 11 was... 11 was, and you shall eat the plants of the field. Okay, that's where I'm... That's where I'm... 
Maybe this. Okay. That's why we have a difference in number. I was just going to note that it seems to be very adamant that it wanted to let you know at the end of 17 that Abraham, Ishmael, and everyone under his house was all circumcised on that day, which was Shavuot. So this is High Sabbath, and they're working to cut their stuff off there <laughs> to follow this command. And how'd you get that? They waited, but they didn't. What's that? How'd you get that, Josh? Uh, on what day it is? Yeah, like how'd you get the Shavuot? Um, you can get it from basically everything that's going on in the past few chapters here is happens to be taking place on this day. But this is, you know, uh, maybe another year on the same day. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Jubilees directly says when Isaac is born. Hmm. So he's born on a, an appointed day, right? And that's generally when the angel would show up is on those days when he would have a face-to-face -face interaction with people. Interesting. Start giving commands and things like that. It's more often than not, it's on a feast day. Um, and yeah, so he... Thinking like He's like, okay, I'm going to do this now. I'm not going to wait, right? So I just thought that was interesting. It makes my assumption about Pastor about Sodom and Gora because Lot was taken out and then there was wrath poured out on Sodom and Gora just as same thing in Egypt happened, Passover. They got taken out of the land. They won their houses. The blood covered the door. And also, didn't Abraham perfect that he, um, he brought forth a what did he grab a lamb or a goat or something? I can't remember. He prepared food for them. So there's that. But anyways, brought him the land of Egypt at that moment, right? So the death angel came through, took them into the house, and then it's the same thing that reminds me of because if you go to Jeremiah 31, 7, I think it is, the Septuagint, but if you're actually looking at the Brent Septuagint, it's 38, 7, I believe. And it talks about he would gather us back from the four winds of the earth at the Feast of Passover. Right. And then, so I, I see that his return happening at Passover because it makes the most sense that we're going into the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're being covered by the blood of Messiah at this moment. And we're being taken to our home while the wrath is being poured out. So it makes the most sense to me, at least. That's what I'm thinking. That's what. That's how I see it. It, it makes the most sense that he would come back at Passover. He he, he left. Um, I mean, he died at Passover, and it makes the most sense he'd come back at Passover. So, yeah, similar things often happen on the exact same day. Yeah, to all the things that have been mapping out here on this calendar, it's literally the same day for very similar events. Definitely, major events are always on a feast day. Hundred <clears throat> percent of the time. Yeah, I mean Moses didn't he give uh, 
they get the Torah out Mount Sinai on Pentecost? Yeah, I believe so. Do I even have that written down here? I don't think so. Yeah, you oh, you haven't even gotten into Exodus on here yet. See, this is why I need help filling this chunk out. <laughs> <laughs> I already have like 10 things on, on Shavuot. It's a pretty busy day. Mm. Hey, Michael, leave... what chapter I, are you in? I ever have more time to help you out. 17. 12 things. All the sons uh, of Ishmael are listed yeah. in chapter 25. You should do a deep study, that mom. Seems like something you would love. Oh yeah, I'm there. <laughs> and then you, once you learn something, you can come back and tell all of us about it, and then we can go through it. I will know everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. Um, what verse I leave off with, guys? Abraham's death and his descendants. There you go. What verse? what verse? I think you're. I think we finished it all, didn't we? Or twenty-two. Okay. And when he had ended speaking with him, Elohim went up from Abraham, and Abraham took Ishmael and his son, and all those born in his house, and all those who brought with bought with silver, every male among the men of Abraham's house. And circumcised the flesh of their foreskins the same day. And Elohim told him that Abraham was 99 years old and he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 13 years old when he was circumcised in his flesh of his foreskin. And Abraham. So this is before Abraham was going to lay down with Sarah, Sarah, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, so... I see what you're saying. He had to become undefiled before have Isaac, because Ishmael would have been defiled because he was circumcised. Yeah, that's probably why he waited to tell him, because he knew what he was going to do. <laughs> yeah. About circumcision, at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that plays part in uh, a yeah. good metaphor here. I, well, I also think... think it's I think it's very peculiar that it specifically says it doesn't just say he was circumcised. It says circumcised in the flesh is foreskin, because we mm. see elsewhere in the text that you have to have a circumcised heart and mm -hmm. circumcised ear. Because his heart was already circumcised. Yeah, because of his. If you go back and it shows that he was considered righteous because of his belief. Yep. Just a side note here. Um, I was just kind of saying, oh, yeah, it would be three months later that he would lay with Sarah, right? And Jubilee specifically says it's, it's on the 15th, three months later. So it's literally exactly <laughs> 90 days later. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. All right. This is because circumcision. I wonder if were there any of the other men circumcised before this? I think because this was the covenant made the covenant like this when it happened. That would say this started where he was going to start the lineage with Abraham. All right. Could you imagine the father's like, so yeah, bro, um, 
They're like a hundred years old, but I need you to like chop you get, this little portion of you your thing off. Yeah, you got a good tropical portion. <laughs> He's like, why? <laughs> what? I think, I think that, <laughs> I think that should have shown face. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's never mind. Never mind having to sacrifice your son. You're having to take your manly bits and cut a piece of skin off of there. <laughs> yeah. You I'll know, he's it. like, he's like, bro, I've done been here like a hundred years, and now you tell me this, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or maybe, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh, I, God. See, I, I see where you was going with that. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's definitely. I mean, showing faith. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, it's wild right there. Alright, Ishmael Hassan was 13 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised that same day. I wonder if that's where they get their bar mitzvah from. The whole bar mitzvah thing that they do in Judaism. I wonder if that's where they get it from, the 13th year, 13 years old. Anyways, Abraham and his son It Ishmael is. Sorry, is, it is. Okay. That, that's when they do the bar mitzvah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, when uh, uh, Islam's circumcised when they're 13. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they know they're Ishmaelites. Ah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Wait a minute. Did he say, did he just call them Ishmaelites? Yeah, they are. Yeah, Arabs. That's, that's why. That's why there's so much contention between them. Yeah, I mean, it specifically says so in scripture as well. But yeah, just traditionally, they they know that they're from Ishmael. Yeah. Okay, so it's not just Christians who assume it; they also recognize it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, okay. And this is they why... recognize, uh, um, at least according to the Quran, it actually holds up. Technically, it holds up. Um, scripture first above the Quran, so it holds up the Torah above the Quran. But you know that's over an oversight often, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> that's, they, one yeah. that's one thing down the road I wouldn't mind doing apologetics against. You know, kind of figuring out what their book says and comparing it to ours. And the, well, you know, this is why, why, like Arabs and in in. Israel and stuff over there fight over locations because basically Genesis and everything is part of their scripture too, and they're fighting over the same locations, right? Mm -hmm. um, Holy Land, right? So their only book isn't just the Quran kind of thing. The Quran is kind of an addition by you know what they consider a prophet or what have you, or many scripts put together kind of thing. So uh, I, I always, I always um, was taught that the the Canaanites are modern day Palestinians. And we went in, you know, they went in and took that land, mm -hmm. the promised land. And that's where the fight ensues over there. Yeah, it's hard to say where, where they all come from. So, could they be Philistines? Palestinians? Yeah, could they Palestine. be the. Yeah, I, I, I thought that they were the Canaanites, Palestinians. 
Well, so, technically, they are because they're in Canaan, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if they ever, you know, migrated from somewhere else to occupy that space, like many people have gotten in and out, who knows? Mm -hmm. Two thousand years or more. Right. I think the Canaanites are the ones running uh, Jerusalem right now. <laughs> does Ezra? Well, I, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> Well, it does say in, in Zechariah 14 that there will be no more Canaanite in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Once it sits down. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't disagree with that. <laughs> does Islam saying, uh, hold to the law and the prophets also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know that they, they eat um, seafood, right? Mm-mm. I uh, think so. No, they, they kosher diet, if you want to call it that. I thought they ate shrimp still. No. No. Okay. So they hold to the law. They hold to the law. Mm-hmm. They, they claim to the problem. They just don't accept the New Testament writings. No, they, they also believe that they believe in Jesus. They just don't think that uh, he's the... Um, that's basically the, basically like yeah. their their Talmud kind of deal. Yeah, pretty much. Effectively, yeah. And there's mm -hmm. kind of like with the Talmud, there's two majorly different portions of it. One that's way extreme, and the other one that's pretty nice, right? So there's two halves of the Quran, and one's a later edition kind of thing, and it has a lot more of the extreme stuff that is you know generally known about. Right. Well, Look at the so, Talmud oh, slaying all the Gentiles. Yeah. But don't they believe that it is uh, the Messiah of God um, who is going to come back? And they believe that, I think it's, they believe that it is Jesus. I'm not sure. That I don't know. I don't More know. research. Okay. Yeah, I want to know more about the Muslims. Yep. I'm on it. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them. I just... I've had some great conversations with Muslims, dude. Like, we've... I've had some, like, way easier talk than Christianity. I know this is being recorded. Can I, can I tell you a little story real quick on that? Yeah, go ahead. So, for my daughter's um, 18th birthday slash... Um, graduation party um i was trying to accommodate as much as i could and i was ordering food from um subway okay right. and i went in there and i was paying for it the day before and they would make it up i had a long talk with the it was the owner I had called in and I asked, you know, I said, we don't eat pork and I didn't want it made with any pork. Well, when I showed up, he came over to me. He's like, oh, you don't eat any pork. And, uh, and he's, he's Muslim. And I was like, no, we don't. Um, we we uh, keep kosher law on that. And he's like, so do I. And he goes, and I will personally make these for you. And I will make sure that they are clean and there is no pork. Excellent. in them oh. and I was standing there I had tears in my eyes I was so thankful to him it was so considerate 
I went to I went to a gas station right down the street from where I used to live one time, and it was they were Islamic or Muslim or whatever you want to call them. Uh, gentleman asked me like what I wanted or whatever, and I'd asked him like what was in something. I don't remember what it was, and he said uh, he started naming off the ingredients. And he said pork, and I was like, oh no, I don't want that. And he looked at me. He said, "What religion are you?" And I said, uh, technically, I'm Christian." He said, you don't eat pork? And I was like, doesn't the Bible tell you not to eat pork? And he was like, yeah, I just don't find many Christians that actually agree with that statement. <laughs> I got I got one more, and this always stands out. When I worked at Bass Pro, there was the, the, the country store that was in there that had all the snacks and candy and stuff. And there was a little, um, a little girl that came over to me, and um, she had her little baby sister was in the cart. Her mom was there, of course, um, close by, but, um, she brought me a bag of cotton candy and she asked me, she goes, and, and this was before I, you know, came to all this. Um, she asked me, is there any pork in it? And I just looked at her. I was like, what, why would she ask me that? But now when I think back about that moment, and her head wasn't covered yet, so she was under nine or whatever. And but she was looking out for her baby sister to make sure that she could have something that was clean. And I thought that that was very nice. Well, yeah, that's um, that's what Rowie did too. Rowie. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? He did that for his um, sisters, too. He did, but he eventually gave over and he started eating whatever he wanted. They completely fell away. That's... That's sad. Mm -hmm. It would be better if they just stayed in that community. I, yeah, actually. That's my problem with communities too, like like that, because you can have things like this that happen. Okay. Yeah, keep reading. Do you wanna wait to Did you give me my drinks? Yeah. Can I have some? Can I have some? <laughs> it's mine. You have some down there. Um, this is the last one. No, there's another one. I only bought two. I already drank one. Oh, maybe that's the last one. Oh, there was another one. Do you want me to wake up with a lot of cramps? No. Okay. Okay. Read the Bible. I just want some potassium too. That's what I'm going to get away. Eat a banana, Micah. <laughs> no, no, eat a potato. Yes, that's good too. Potato, banana, avocado. This thing's got more than any of those, though. It has 812 milligrams of potassium in it, one little bottle. You're going to turn into a potassium. It's <laughs> not for him. I have really bad leg cramps when I'm pregnant. And when I drink those 
coconut waters. They don't. I don't have cramps anymore. It's like pure coconut water. It's pink. Pink. Anyways, good. It's acquired taste too. It's like vanilla. I don't know. It tastes like that after a while. Anyways. So Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on that same day, and all the men of his house were born in his house and brought I mean, bought with silver from a foreigner and were circumcised with him. And that's the end of the Torah portion reading for Genesis. Now it's time for that for us. Dad, are you awake? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you awake? Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm here. Listen. I can't believe he just came out of deep sleep. Huh? No, you just came out of a deep sleep. No, no. Now my hips hurt today. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a deep sleep. It was a, it was a slight sleep. <laughs> Your voice is so soothing. My voice is soothing. This puts me right to sleep. Yeah, right. Now Dustin's voice is too. No. <laughs> Why do we always have you read? I'll tell you what's soothing, not having a freaking migraine. I'm now laying down in my bedroom with the lights off and whatnot. I'm about to do the same while I'm reading. Everybody's keep well. hearing before long. <laughs> okay, Isaiah forty twenty seven through forty one sixteen. It says, "Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from Yahweh, and my rights are overlooked by my Elohim? Did you not know? Have you not heard the everlasting Elohim Yahweh, the Creator of the ends of the earth? Neither." Faints nor is weary; his understanding is un is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who wait on Yahweh renew their strength. They raise up their wing like their wing little wing like eagles. They run and are not weary. They walk and do not faint. Be silent before me, you coastlands, and let people renew their power. Let them come near, then let them speak. Let us come together for right ruling. Who raised up the righteous, one from the east, called to his foot, gave the nations before him, and made sovereigns submit to him? He gave them the dust of his sword, and the dust to his sword. As they driven 
double to his bow. He perched to pursue them, passed over in safety by the path that had not gone with his feet. Hey, baby. Love you, love you. Night night, love you. Are you, love you. Are you carrying I'm not carrying I'm reading. I'll hold you. Okay, let me finish reading, baby. Who has reformed and done it, calling generations from the beginning? I, Yahweh, am the first and with the last, I am He. Hmm. That's interesting. Where else have we heard this? Cross coastlands, see it, and fear. The ends of the earth are afraid. They draw near and come. Everyone helps his neighbor and says to his brother, Be strong. And the craftsman strengthens the goldsmith. He who smooths with the hammer inspires him who strikes the anvil. Saying to the saying of the joining, it is good. And the, he strengthens it with nails so it does not totter. Hold on. Guys, you gotta be quiet. Go lay down. One. Go lay down, please. Two. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, who loved me, who I have strengthened from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest parts and said to you, You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not look around, for I am your Elohim. I shall fortify you. I shall also help you. And I shall also uphold you with the right hand of the righteousness. Hold on, guys. I got it. Hold on. Um, see all those who raged against you and are ashamed and blush they are non-existent and the men who strive with you perish you seek them but do not find them those who struggle with you those who fight you are non-existent and as not for I Yahweh your Elohim and strengthening you strengthening your right hand saying to you do not fear, I shall help you. Do not fear, you whom Jacob, you men of Israel. I shall help you, declares Yahweh, and your Redeemer, the set-apart one of Israel. See, I shall make you into a threshing sledge with sharp teeth. Let your thresh mountains and beat thee small and make hills like chaff. There's that chaff again. You, you will know, you will know them, will know them, and wind lifts them up, and whirlwind scatters them. But you rejoice in Yahweh and boast, and you're set apart one of Israel. Be quiet. Okay, well I'll give you a second. Then. I'm going to have to have somebody else read it now because I cannot read no more until they fall asleep. Um, Micah, can you hear me? Yeah. I was going to jump off of here. And oh. so 
well, no, honey, I was on uh, earlier today, and I, I planned on being on until about 9 tonight, so I'm going to get off. Oh, she's got to go to bed, so she can watch the kids in the morning. Okay. We'll be there at 6. You better not. I love you. We'll be there at 6. No. 7. I'll, I'll text me. No. No, 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 no. No. No, because I did that last time. 8. You weren't up until 11. I was up. 8. Sure. We'll be, there. we'll be there at eight. I'll agree to eight. Okay. That's okay. I know how to get in your house. <laughs> I'll, I'll wake you up. They're all gone. Crumbs. All right. Love you. Love you too. See you at eight a.m. All right. Have a good night. Too. Love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Good night, guys. <laughs> Those <laughs> are she said haha. <laughs> Anyways. Oh. That was pretty interesting the, about the chaff again. Don't be the chaff guys. Also, he said up there, um, um, I am, I am the first, and I am with the last, I am he, and with the last, I am he. A lot of people try to say that's Yeshua, but clearly it's Yahweh. Is anybody awake in here? Yeah, yeah. Josh is awake. Josh is like, I don't sleep. I'm awake. Oh yeah, both awake. Six, six p.m. over here. <laughs> is anybody out there? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we're gonna have to have. Somebody else take over reading until my kids fall asleep. Josh, would you want to read? I would, but I don't have my glasses and it's killing me right now. Okay. <laughs> my glasses and they're getting repaired right now. The background is not terrible. I guess I can read. That'd be okay. All right, Isaiah 52 won then. I know Dustin's got a migraine, so. Excuses. Okay. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion, and put on your garments of splendor, O Jerusalem. 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 I can't say it. Jerusalem. The set apart city. For no more do you uncircumcised and unclean come into you. Okay, hold on. So it says, wake up, wake up. Put on your strength, Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean will no longer enter you. Dustin. Hello. Zion is Jerusalem. Uh-huh. And you can show them that verse if you haven't already. I have. I, well, I think I have. <laughs> 
I know I've seen him where David literally says, because all throughout the Old Testament, and even in the next verse, it says, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, captive of Zion. It's the same thing, I know. I don't see how anyone couldn't see that. It says, Stand up, shake the dust off yourself, take the seat, Jerusalem, remove the bonds from your neck, captive daughter Zion. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well. Ezekiel 44.9. Okay, thank you. I was trying to find what well, I'll read next. What through what? Is it just that? Just that. It says, Thus said the Master Yahweh, No son of a foreigner, uncircumcised in heart or uncircumcised in flesh, comes into my set-apart place, even any son of a foreigner who is among the children of Israel. Yep. And then on to the New Testament, we have John 8, 51 to 58. You said John 8 what? Uh, 51 to 58. Okay. And it says, <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone guards my word, he shall never see death at all. The Yehudim said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died and the prophets, and you say, if anyone guards my word, he shall never taste death at all. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that's, not, that's not in there, but I felt it was applicable. <laughs> are, you are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets died? Whom do you make yourself? Ooh, here we go. Yeah, who do you make yourself? And Jesus answered, if I esteem myself, my esteem is none at all. It is my father who esteems me, of whom you say that he is your Elohim. And you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be like you, a liar. <laughs> but I do know him, and I guard his word. Uh, and there's a note to see John 15.10. <laughs> your father Abraham was glad that he should see uh, my day, and he saw it and did rejoice. The Yehudim therefore said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Yeshua <laughs> said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, I am. Therefore they picked up stones to throw them at him, but Yeshua was hidden and went out of the set-apart place, going through the midst of them and so passed by. And I submit it's probably Jimmy sleeping. Um, Acts 15. What? Oh, you... What? You, you awake? Yeah. Sound like you were snoring. No. Mm -hmm. Might be Micah. That was a... <laughs> is it Micah? No, I'm laughing, bro. Oh, I was going to say, that was a DeAndrea snore. I know a DeAndrea snore. It sounds like my all, dad. All three of you men, well, young young men at the end, because Ezra snores the same way as you do, and you <laughs> snore the same way as your dad does. Therefore, anytime it's one of y'all snoring, I'm like, it's a DeAndrea. 
<laughs> that was my dad. No. I, I, it probably was. No. Okay. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> uh, well, that's no one I was listening. <laughs> uh, was that was that you giving feedback? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, I am reclining back now in the recliner. So, speaking of I don't know. We got um, Acts fifteen. Somebody wants to read that. All right, okay. it's just one, one through twenty-one. Okay, one through twenty-one. The essentials, the essentials of the verse, our passage. The first, I can't, oh, sorry, that's Acts 1, um, 15. And certain men come down from Yehuda and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the practice of Moshe, you are unable to be saved. So then Shaul and Barnaba had no small um, dissension and dispute with them. They arranged for Shaul and Barnabas and certain others of them to go to Jerusalem to the emissaries and elders about this question. So being sent on their way by the assembly, they passed through Vicinia and Shomron relating the conversation of the nations and they were ca causing great joy to all the brothers. And having arrived in Jerusalem, they were received by the assembly and the emissaries and the elders. And they reported all that Elohim had done with them. And some of the believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees rose up saying, It is necessary to circumcise, circumcise them and to command them to keep the Torah of Moshe. And the emissaries and the elders came together to look into the matter. And when there had been much dispute, Kippa rose up and said to them, Men, brothers, you know that a good while ago Elohim chose among us that by my mouth the nations should hear the word of the good news and believe in Elohim who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the set-apart spirit and as also to us. And made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by belief. Now then, why did you try Elohim by putting a yoke on their neck of the top ones, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But through the favor of the Master Yeshua Messiah, we trust to be saved in the same way as they. And all the crowd was silent and was listening to Barnabas and Sheol, declaring how many miracles and wonders Elohim did among the nations through them. And after they were silent, Yahoo, Jacob um, answered, Isn't that um, James? Jacob? That's James, right? Yeah. Yeah, but his name is actually Jacob. Okay. Why well, they changed his names? I, I I have no clue. 
I wonder the same thing. Clearly, it says Jacob in Greek, so no idea. That's weird. Makes you wonder about Jesus, too. Anyways, <clears throat> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob answers saying, Men, brothers, listen to me. Shimeon, or Simon, has declared how Elohim first visited the nation, the nations to take up, I mean, take out of them a people for his name. And those, I mean, and not those, and the words of the prophets agree with this. And it has been written. After this, I shall return and reveal the booth of David, which has fallen down, and I shall rebuild its ruins, and I shall set it up. So that the remnant of mankind shall seek Yahweh, even all the nations of whom my name has been called, says Yahweh, who is doing all this, who made this known from old. Therefore, I judge that we should not trouble those among the nations who are turning to Elohim. These nations are what all Abraham's seed, right? <laughs> They're coming to know him. Anyways. But that we that we write to them to abstain from the defilements of idols and from whoring and from what is strangled and from blood, and from ancient generations Moshe has in every city those proclaiming him being read in the congregations every Sabbath. Basically, they're saying, go hear the words of Moses so you can hear what Jesus taught. Yeah, that's why we all need to go to synagogue today. No, we have Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason. I, I hate that argument. The only reason that that was mentioned as far as going to the synagogue or, or temple or wherever is because they didn't have scrolls. They didn't have the Torah scrolls on their person. So we are blessed. I am super blessed because I, I, I would be like considered a freaking, I don't know, somebody important with as many Bibles as I have. <laughs> I always hated that argument. Oh, you have to go? No. Just go hear the words, however that may be, even if you're Googling the Bible app or whatever. I love how TS9 words says. Okay. Um, Romans 2.25, For the circumcision indeed profits you if you practice the Torah. But if you are a transgressor of the Torah, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. So yeah. if uncircumcised one watches over the righteousness of the Torah shall not the uncircumcision be reckoned as circumcision I love how it works all that that's really good and the uncircumcised by nature who perfects the Torah shall judge you who notwithstanding why is that all one word I was in letter and circumcision by transgression of the Torah. For, for he is not a, a Jew. I guess a Jew. 
Yeah, yeah, it's true. Four is so outwardly neither a circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but Yuhade is he who is so inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart and spirit, not literally, who prays is not from the men from the Elohim. And last one we have here is Revelation 21, 25 to 27. And the gates shall not be shut and all by day, for the night shall not be there, and they shall bring the esteem and the appreciation, I mean, yeah, the appreciation of the nations into it. And there shall by no means enter into whatever is unclean, neither anyone doing an abomination, falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that was it. That was the Torah portion, guys. To all y'all that lasted. <laughs>